You're listening to Housewives on Display with Jay. And Jay. And today <gasps> is a special day. Why is that? Because today is our Christmas special episode. Woohoo! Woo! We call won't be holiday, covering... That's what you need to call it. Right. Or holiday special. Thank you for um, letting me know that we need to be inclusive. And um happy hanukkah happy kwanzaa happy christmas merry christmas even all of that <laughs> happy and merry christmas and, um, <laughs> double on the christmas but also hanukkah kwanzaa i see you i acknowledge you so it's kind of like a breaking news episode where we don't talk about housewives but in this aspect it's a christmas special but it's a get to know us christmas <gasps> special so we're going to be answering questions so that y'all can get to know us (laughs) and we would love for you to answer these own questions about yourself this is a reflective on christmas and we would like you to have that (laughs) moment with us this is the part where you sit around with your family and you really try to you know think about the answers to these questions and the meaning of life especially with 2020 like we we kind of all need a reflective moment we've all been through a lot uh Boy, have I asked my mom some of these questions and she's like, those are like really good questions. Like, Were they? I'm so excited. I haven't stuff. even looked at Georgia. I just looked at them for the first time now. Really? Yeah. Um, well, because I try when I write my own questions, I also try not to answer them in my mind. I just try to write them and not answer it. Right. You, I'm not going to say like which is which because I'm just going to like read like randomly the questions, but you did more of like the traditional. So I was like, damn, I go. So I got to like shake it up. Just throw some things in there. They're not too complicated though. Like they're not, you know. Pulitzer Prize worthy, okay? <laughs> like, but I think they also kind of give an idea of like who you are. So, <laughs> I do want to, I, I want to preface this episode with a complete side note, but I have to bring it up because it was really weighing heavy on my mind. I, I was in a K hole about it. I had to do research. So, as you know, like, I've been watching Breaking Bad. I tried to watch it before, especially like when you were like watching it. I tried to get into it for some reason. It just wasn't connecting for me. And now like I can't stop watching it. Like it's great. Where are you at right now? I'm in like season two, almost at season three. Wow. So yeah, you're really powering through it. Wow. I'm 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 in that bitch, you know? I don't know if you remember, but I pulled an all nighter one time. You came over to my my dorm and after you left, you left at like three in the morning. I pulled an all-nighter until my morning shift at Starbucks so that I could finish Breaking Bad. Honestly, I pulled a lot of all-nighters and then went to work at Starbucks. It's honestly, it's the best job to do that, to be honest. Because you get your drugs on site, yeah. Right. And honestly, as soon as I would walk in, like, I would be awake. Like, once I got there, I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm here, I'm up. Yeah, it was cool. It's, I can't, I can't believe that was me at one point. I can't even fathom waking up at 9 a.m. at this point. But I used to wake up and fully do an opening at a coffee shop and be alert and dressed. I used to have to open and then forget that I had to open and then my manager would have to call me and then I would have to hurry up and get dressed in like five minutes, skirt, skirt, over to Starbucks in another five minutes and open the door and open the store with her. Crazy times. Um, okay, so breaking so, bad. Right. So one of the scenes <laughs> the main um what's his name? Why can't I remember it right now? I, I remember Walter his White? actual name. 
there we go, Walter. I was gonna say Brian Cranston, but that's like his real. <laughs> so Walter, <laughs> so Walter like walks in the Better Call Saul office, and he has. On, I like, love that character. Saul's everything. Big ass glasses and like a hat, and the guy was and Saul was like, "Whoa, should I say I found DB Cooper?" And I was like, <laughs> "Who is DB Cooper?" This man literally was looking like DB Cooper, and then I remembered DB Cooper. So, for those that don't know. <laughs> D.B. Cooper is a legend, apparently, in the aviation industry. He hijacked an airplane and stole the equivalent of about maybe what would be nowadays, maybe one point something million dollars. But I was doing my research, but I was doing my research on the fucking parameters of the story because it, it was actually fucking wild. And the story always creeped me out because they don't have a picture of him. They only have sketches. And that always just looks super Yeah, I just looked him up and all I see are sketches. I'm freaked out. Yes. So DB or Dan Cooper is a pseudonym of an unidentified man who hijacked a Boeing 727 aircraft and get it from the flight was going from Portland to Seattle (laughs) Um, on November 24th. So right before, like right around Thanksgiving weekend, speaking of the holidays. And so he purchased an airline ticket in cash. He extorted a $200,000 ransom, which is the equivalent of $1.26 million, and parachuted to an uncertain fate. So no, no one knows where this man is, if he survived, if he still has the money, what's going on. It remains the only unsolved case of air piracy in commercial aviation history. <laughs> and because of him, they created like this, like they call it a Cooper hatch or something like that, where basically it means like you can't open like, the, you know, the stairs like like the private flights maybe having them stairs you can't open the apparently before you can mid-flight open the stairs so, of the so all he did was unlatch that bitch and flew out <laughs> so he opened the door <laughs> walked down the steps and fucking flew wait that's fuck actually out. everything is that not everything no one no one got killed nothing no one got injured oh, just got really on this like fucking that. plane said give me my fucking money and disappeared D.B. Cooper, if you are still alive and you are listening to this. Oh, my God. There's this um, documentary my friend Helen made me watch. I have to look up the exact name, but I watched it, and it was all, like, drug lord shit. Mm. And the guy is, like, still actively on The Most Wanted, but he somehow did the interview for the documentary. But he was like, he, but he said in the documentary, don't come looking for me because you still won't find me. But I do I have, but they that. were able to contact me because I wanted them to be able to contact me to do this. But for other shit, you won't find me. You won't be able to arrest me ever. <laughs> I love that energy. I, lo- I was like, I, reading this case, I was like, I'm obsessed. Like, I love this. This is hilarious. <sighs> do your crime. Don't hurt nobody. And don't do the time. I love that. So it was just and disappear and just disappear in the thin air. It's the disappear part, and that they don't know where this man went, where the money is. They found money like along like some sort of river, that they were they linked it back to that case, but it wasn't the a full equivalent of like how much you stole, and they didn't find anything else after that. So there was a couple of dollar bills in the river somewhere, but that was about it. They described him as a quiet man who appeared to be in his mid-40s wearing a business suit, a black tie, and a white shirt. He ordered a drink, bourbon and soda, while the flight was waiting to take off. He hands the flight attendant, like, a note, and she just drops in her purse thinking it's, like, you know, 
some guy trying to get her number. And Cooper leaned toward her and whispered, Miss, you'd better look at that note. I have a bomb. <laughs> and then so starts. How many other people hijacking. were on the flight? Say it again. How many other people were on the flight? Total, there were 42 occupants. So 36 passengers and six crew members. It was a flight. Like, it was, it was a flight. A 30-minute flight. He hijacked this shit in 30 minutes. That's perfect, too. 30 minutes. The equivalent of $1.26 million. The only unsolved aircraft piracy. That's iconic. Wow. So I just want to give a little shout-out to D.B. Cooper. <laughs> DB, we hear you. We respect you. We have nothing but love for you, honestly. I just want to let everybody know if you see that episode, it was in season two. I can't remember what, which actual episode it was, but look at the sketches of DB Cooper and then look at how Walter looked, and he literally looks like fucking DB Cooper. Literally, DB Cooper. (laughs) Um, Saul is so funny. On that note let's get into it so we each have we each like posted questions i'm not gonna tell you whose questions are which we're just gonna live in the moment switch it up um jay i guess i'll just ask you then you can go first and then i'll just say my answers after Is that okay. okay yep that's fine okay favorite christmas gift you've ever given someone oh okay so i would say maybe it was i'm trying to think how old i was or what year it was. I have no concept of time. It was sometime while we were in college, but it was the first time I had given my parents like a gift that they low-key didn't pay for themselves. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> so I took my little Starbucks money and I had like done these like nice ass invitations and all this. And I just agreed to take my dinner, my parents out to dinner. Like I would pay for it. Mm. And it was so cute. And my mom was like, she loved it. And my dad obviously yeah. loved it too. I mean, Your chicken ended up like, coming oh on God. the one with my dad, so it kind of ruined it. It was just supposed to be me and my dad, and then my my brother ended up coming. So I mean, that got fucked up. But of course, with my dad, with my mom, I made sure just me and her. Yeah. So yeah, That's I cute. would say that one. So mine, I think it was actually like in middle school. It was like our first time doing like a Chris Christmas Kringle type of thing. You know what I mean? And I had gotten this girl, I'm obviously not going to say her name, but I had just finished reading Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. I don't know if you ever read that book. First of all, I loved the Classic. Book. I love it. You're book. not, it's like, you're, you're not stepping into womanhood if you haven't read that book, right? That's very so, much a tween coming of age book. As soon as you get your period, you can be reading this book. <laughs> You know, I was like, oh, like this, I really enjoyed it. And then my mom was like, oh, like, why don't you get her that for the Kris Kringle? And I was like, oh, I don't really know if I want to get her. Like, I was like, that's like so lame. Like, I don't want to get her a book. Like, you know, I felt like, oh my God, like, they're going to make fun of me because I got this bitch a book. But I ended up going with it and just getting it because I mean, my mom was buying it. So that, yeah, I mean, that, that's what I do. Her say matters and, more than anyone. So exactly. And I remember I gave it to her and she was like, oh my God, like, I've been like really like, trying to save up to get this book like I really really wanted it like it's been on my wish list like no I really get out it. okay yeah yeah and she like loved it and then she would like tell me like after she read it she was like oh my god it was so good Did you, I was like oh my god like I really like inspired somebody you hit a spot yeah, yeah. 
I hit a spot with a book. So yeah, that I think that was one of my favorite ones. Yeah. Okay. I have so many favorites, but it's hard. Oh my it's hard. Like it's hard. Basically, everyone, this is not the only favorite. Like there's most We're gonna say these are all top three. Right. <laughs> um okay. And so on that note, describe a Christmas present that you really wanted as a child but never received. Oh my gosh. Okay, bam. I could come up with that easy. <laughs> I wanted pastries, like, because we were watching, obviously, the show. I wanted pastries, like, as soon as the show was promoting it, because, like, that's how it was. Like, all my friends were getting pastries. It was time for me to have pastries. Like, and it was Christmas time, right when it was time for me to have pastries. So I just knew. You know what I mean? I was like, I wrote little other things on my list, but I put it at the top every time, like, pastries i wanted two pairs mm-hmm. two pairs of pastries is what i need and i need you to get the correct flavors if you can <laughs> obviously if anyone doesn't know pastries are sneakers by the simmons sisters right Both yeah of them. i only associate and this is run's house it was the show i was referring to was run's house i only associate angela simmons with it but like it was both of them but also vanessa too yes shout out to you <laughs> yeah, right but I remember, I will say that I did get pastries, but I had to buy with my own, like, birthday money. And my mom, like, was trying to clown me for it. Like, she thought they were so ugly. And they were, but they were in. You know what I mean? And I remember the first, I wore it to, like, my, one of my birthday parties. And that was, like, I also got my a Juicy Couture bracelet that birthday. So I had my Juicy Couture bracelet. I had my pastries on. Like, you couldn't tell me anything. I was definitely a Juicy Mommy. Oh, my God. I had so much Juicy shit. But... Yeah, so I wanted pastries, and it was just, like, it, it needed to happen. My parents bought me, that was one of my best Christmases, ironically. Like, that's the year my parents bought me a Wii. So, you know, that's when Wiis were hot. So, I was lit. I was lit for the Wii. But I was also very upset because they did not that, give me They pastries. didn't buy it. I think it's because I had to save up my own money. Also, that's what I was going to say. I had to save up some money, mm-hmm. and then ask my brother for the other half, and then put it together. <laughs> <and get> the, <laughs> that's so shit. funny. It's so cute. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, for me... The Christmas present I really wanted but never received, obviously, is a dog. It's all I talk about. I still talk about dogs. Like, a dog has consistently been on my wish list for, like, years. You really want someone to buy you one. And I would really prefer somebody would just buy me one. (laughs) I really didn't didn't want to buy, I didn't want to have to buy myself one. But clearly, that's what's going to happen. And it's fine. (sighs) Okay. Okay, if someone gave you a gift card to any store, what store would you choose? Any gift card, any kind of limit. Like, practical me says, like, Target. Because <laughs> okay. if it was unlimited, I could buy anything from Target. But mm-hmm. me thinking, like, if I had unlimited amount of money, where would I want to spend it? <sighs> it would have to be some sort of store i'm assuming like fashion i'm assuming like like a nordstrom or a Saks or something like that okay so i feel like sephora is like always like a given like i could love a gift card from sephora especially a unlimited one but then i also thought about it i really wouldn't mind an adidas gift card because oh, that would be I, fun. Really like, I really like sneakers, but not enough to buy my own sneakers. It's so weird. Like, you know what I mean? Like, 
when I buy my makeup, like, I know, like, this is an investment. Like, it's not, well, it doesn't even feel like an investment to me. I'm like, yeah, fuck it. Like, this is my makeup, whatever. But for some reason, sneakers sometimes, I just feel like, ooh. It just, I don't know why. Even though it's I true. do like sneakers. It's true. And I specifically, which, so it's better if I didn't have to buy it myself. And I choose to do just because they have easy. So I'm like, if I would be able to, like, you know, sneak that in, that'd be great also. I wonder, uh, does Nordstrom or Saks sell Yeezys? That's, I don't know. I feel like when Yeezys... Or does like only French, Adidas sell, sell Yeezys? I, well, the thing is, I feel like Yeezys, like, a lot of times when they first drop, they be on, like, these, like, sneakerhead-ass, like... Yeah. Sites, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Until they kind of get a little old and it's like, whatever. Yeah, I don't know. I, so... But I also was thinking a department store because they have makeup. So I accounted that. That's true into, too. You can get all that in there. Yeah. Yeah. Favorite seasonal item? Mm. Wait, I got And by seasonal, I'm talking Christmas, not Thanksgiving, obviously. <laughs> I mean, my default favorite Christmas item has to be like the tree or the lights or something. Because I really like lights. So maybe lights mm. overall. Mm-hmm. But. There are other things I like more. Also, I feel like I'm just not thinking of them. But lights, I'll just say that because I really love having all the lights on all the time. Okay. I didn't even think about that. That's a good one. I only thought about it because I just saw all lights when I was looking around. Right. So for me, obviously, like certain candles, like Marshmallow Fireside from Bath & Body Works, Black Tie. I think they sell Black Tie year-round, but like I only like it holiday winter time mm-hmm. um and then any kind of like christmas cookie snickerdoodle warm cookie smell because i feel like again those only smell the best like seasonal like christmas time and stuff um yeah right so now i'm see. burning vanilla birch so i'm really into that mm, right sounds good um yeah and then i like pumpkin shit and i like sweet potato shit so like I'm right, I didn't even talk about that. food. That was, I chose to not go food, that. which was oof. cranberry bliss bar from Starbucks. I'm gonna go mm-hmm. there. Like that bitch is bomb. A toasted white mocha from Starbucks. Yes, give me that. that bitch is bomb. Regular white mocha, even no that, toasted. That, yes. That sugar plum Danish from Starbucks. That bitch is bomb. Yeah, that bitch slaps. Absolutely they slap. Like, first of all, can Starbucks like fucking sponsor us? We're giving them so much free promo. Okay. You all, we have partner numbers. We can bring them back up, and you all can just hire us as sponsors anyway. <laughs> favorite christmas gift you've ever received this one's hard for sure i just again i want everybody to know like disclaimer like there's multiple favorites you just kind of just say which, whichever like inspires you first you know what i mean yeah that's what i'm trying to think like if i just sit back because when i think of presents that really overwhelm me i think of my birthday presents i feel like they usually overwhelm me more than Christmas, but I'm trying to think about which mm. Christmas gifts. Because Christmas, I feel like it's, a, it's more so a spread. So it's about the collective of what I got that year. I remember things in years versus like an item. Mm. So okay, you can say that too. Yeah, then maybe the year we had moved into our house, like we moved into a different house. And when I woke up on Christmas, there were like extra things on the wall. Like my my room was decorated a little different. Ooh. And then I had gotten like a little laptop that year. And then I I got laptop some years are the best. <laughs> laptop years are the best. And then you know you get the, all the accessories, so you get all that. I got a couple outfits that I didn't hate. 
that was the thing. I didn't hate the outfits, which is rare. So I was like, oh, okay, like, we're on a positive spot. I got a couple gift cards on the side. I got a couple cash on the side. You know what I mean? It was just a good year. My brother even got me a gift. My brother is real iffy on the gift, so he bought me shoes that year. It was a big, it was a big year for me. I you collected. Don't do Christmas like that no more, man. They don't make them like that no more. I was really impressed. I was like, hold up, do I deserve all of this? No, I'm taking nope, it. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I sure don't. You just gonna take them Christmas gifts like that? <laughs> I showed it. I showed it. Um, and don't give a fuck. And don't. I'm trying to think. Honestly, two came to mind, and they're both like, like tech gifts. Like I'm, I love getting tech for Christmas. I think like most of our generation does, to be honest. But they're both cell phones, though. I will say one of them was funny to me just because both my parents got me the same exact phone, the same exact year, <laughs> like that same exact Christmas. They didn't speak to each other. Clearly not. <laughs> Divorce. <laughs> what are the odds? What are the odds? There must have been some sort of sale going on. I don't know. Buy one, get one free. Because they bought, and it was the same. And it was like the same. The, I think the fact that it was the same year also, because it was my, it was going to be my first cell phone. So I just thought it was so ironic that they got me the same fucking phone the same year. Um. So that was funny. And then another one that I really loved. I remember getting my envy phone around christmas i got my envy for christmas too exactly and i got i have mine was on i had the orange one and you and i had the orange one too how okay because green minds think alike bitches with taste you could not tell me nothing blue was second but i wanted orange number one right because it was like orange Green, the hideous green silver yeah it was like a weird green and then it was a silver which i'm like yeah regular i remember like you couldn't tell me nothing because i was saying my mom like back in the day like phones had personalities like you know like we have our iphones now like there's not much like personality beyond. you can get a little color on the back but like you know like what is that but I was like, phones had such personalities back then. Like, you had a sidekick, or you had an Envy, or you had the LG Touch, like, the LG Chocolate. Like, there was so many options. You had a Razor. You know, you could you be a lot of razor. people. You had right? a sidekick. And I mean, you could be so many people. That's what I'm saying. So many people with different colors, different. You can deck the keypads out. Like, it was just fire. So you couldn't tell me nothing with the Envy, because it was this fire-ass orange. Uh, you can press on the front, flip it open, text in it, like... I think I still have it lying around somewhere. I've been seeing commercials for razors, I think, or something that they're like coming back. And I just mm-hmm. want to see what they're like. If they're already out, I'm late, but I'm curious. I, I, I miss that little, that click when you close your shit. That, to end yeah. a call with a. Right? Or especially with the envy of you would text somebody crazy, like, da, 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 and close your phone up, like, fuck out. We're going along, guys. Are you still with us? Okay. So, <laughs> trudge along with us here, kids. Okay, if you were Santa Claus, what cookie would you want left out for you? Mm, that's a good question. Whatever it is, I would going to preface it by saying I would like it hot, and I would <laughs> like it a la mode if possible. Ooh, Santa! <laughs> <laughs> if I'm giving, you're giving, right? Okay. Okay. So, I'm assuming it would have to be 
a chocolate chip cookie Mm -hmm. and it would have a nut would be somewhere Mm -hmm. in there would be some sort of probably a pecan you know a pecan okay i could put a pecan in there very quickly or even if you want to give me just some nuts on the side, just a toasted nut on the side for me to put it with the mode. I don't know. I could just take the hot chocolate no, chip I cookies. I want a whole ass fucking spread. Like, yeah, like okay. a build of uh, what I want. So if I could have all of that. So actually take the nuts out the cookies. It's just a hot chocolate chip cookie. Gooey in the center, but also crunchy on the outside. I need all of it. So Ice you want cream. like a pan cookie. You want like a deep dish cookie. No, I don't want a pan cookie. I want it to be cookie size, but like the right texture. Okay. And then with the ice cream on the side and then the toasted nuts on the side. Okay. Um, I like obviously chocolate chips look great, but I also feel like I could fuck with a snickerdoodle. I like snickerdoodle cookies. I don't eat them enough as I would like, to be honest, because I feel like they're very specific time that I would want to eat them. They're really good from exactly... Whole Foods, too. Yes. And I don't really know what exactly is Snickerdoodle, but I do like Snickerdoodle cookies. Is it literally not a sugar cookie just with cinnamon sugar on top? I think so. And that works for me. And <laughs> I was thinking why. that, too, like, sugar cookie would be my second, because I also just love, like, a... Like, the only time... I love the texture those... of it. What'd you say? I love the texture of those kind of cookies. They're soft and pillowy, in a way. And, and like, then especially yeah, like I like a sprinkle, so I'm not opposed to it being with a with a nice Christmas sprinkle on it. I'm happy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's something like you bite into, and it's kind of like, like you said, it's like pillowy. It's like soft. It's like kind of doughy, half baked, but not really. Like I don't, I can't describe. It. I just love that. So I would probably say Snickerdoodle. Okay. Favorite Christmas tradition. I've been drinking, sorry. Okay. I would say that Christmas Eve, we, um, my, me and my cousin were just talking about this earlier, too. We used to go over my great-grandmother's, my great-step-grandmother's house, like, at her apartment, and she lived at the penthouse, so it seemed very fancy, and Moving on up! (laughs) Right. But she used to have to host hella of us, because I share her with 30-something other people, so it's, you know, it's just me amongst many. Right. <laughs> um, but no, we used to all go over there and, you know, someone would dress up as Santa. We would all get gifts. It would just be so fun. And then there was like this like lobby area where she was and the kids used to be outside. You know, when the kids can separate, we could be ourselves. We love that. So we used to mm-hmm. be doing, you know, dumb shit. And then my family used to open just one gift on Christmas Eve and then open the rest on Christmas Day. So mm-hmm. then coming home, opening a little Christmas Eve gift, and then, you know, finishing on Christmas Day. But yeah, so Christmas Eve would be my favorite, just in general. Okay, that's actually so crazy, because I was going to say the same thing. Like, my family, we su- we started celebrating on Christmas Eve rather than Christmas Day. So the opening of the presents, all that good stuff happens on Christmas Eve for me. And so I love it because it's like, I feel like it's like I get two Christmases because I would do Christmas Eve and then like go like my dad's house and like do Christmas Day. Like, so I still got like double the Christmas. It felt like a doorbuster sale, like coming early. Like I got like an extra, you know, early something. 
I was so I would say that is like my favorite just in general because I also like that it's like convenient because I would, I'm like okay I'll do Christmas Eve and then like I'll go to somebody else's house or something maybe Christmas Day like it it never conflicts which I like and then another thing that I liked is that um my mom started you know like those teddy bears that have like the year on the like the paw or whatever my mom started collecting those like once I was born so she has like a teddy bear for like pretty much like every year um and it was so cute because like part of her Christmas decor she would like post the, oh I the love teddy that I just up. said that's so cute but I was on mute yeah so she would like post the teddy bears up like on the couch and whatever and you would just see like you know I'm not gonna go into my age y'all but you would just see like years like da, 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 da. I'm like okay that's super cute um but she I love that because a bitch grown <laughs> but it was cute so I like that. that's very cute I love that okay worst holiday dinner dish let me preface it by saying i don't like christmas food and i don't like holiday food that much so mm. quite a few things come to mind mm. but i'll go dressing slash stuffing that's something that you'll never see on my plate I'll, i never eat it i've had what? it every which way from every fucking body i just don't like it I just do not like I it. I love stuffing. I really I do. know, and I want to like it. I love bread. I want to like it. Yes, there's bread and meat. I'm like, I really can't. But you know, but I will say, obviously, not every stuffing is the same. And I like the way my family does it the most. Shocker. Because my grandmother, like, it's just the season that we use. We use, like, this, like, Bell's sage seasoning. We, like... We just like make our own. Like, we don't do like the stovetop, whatever, whatever. Let's like, make our own. Like we're pinching the bread. Like and that's like a tradition too. Like we're pinching the bread, we're putting our bell sage seasoning in it, and we use like this hot and spicy sausage in it. Woo wee! Mm. Mm. Yeah, and like the so obviously I prefer the sausage way. Like if it doesn't have sausage, it doesn't help the situation. So I prefer it the sausage way. But even the sausage way, Who's I just without sausage. I mean, I've had it without sausage, like, as a side dish at a restaurant, like. Oh, no. Yeah, but. I feel like I have to have my, like, a, like a meat in there. Yeah, the meat has to be in there, and even with the meat in it, I just don't fuck with it that much, so. I mean, I, and I understand it, though. When people say they don't fuck with it, I'm like, okay, whatever. There's yeah, certain things right. that when people say they don't fuck with, I'm like, that's kind of weird. Like, mac and cheese, when you say you don't fuck with it, I'm like, Ooh. How is that possible? Like, I don't really get it. It's mac and it's cheese. Like, I don't <laughs> understand but stuffing i can understand because like if you've had a bad stuffing like it's easy to have bad stuffing let me say and um but i used to not like potato salad and it all stemmed from one oh year. i don't like My potato salad either Ugh. made potato salad and i guess like she hadn't i don't know what it was i guess she didn't boil the potatoes long enough so they were kind of a little harsh crunchy hard a little crunch and I was like four or five like I wasn't that old and I had potatoes and apparently because I don't remember but you know everybody else remembers apparently I not only spit it out but I'm an asshole so I was physically wiping my tongue off uh <laughs> kids are jerks I was physically like wiping my tongue off to get the potato salad off of my fucking tongue as the person who made the potato salad, I'm sick. <laughs> I'm sick. Remember, like, back at, like, Penn State, where, like, somebody put, like, raisins in the potato salad, and that was, like, a whole scandal? Yeah, that, I mean, that is scandalous. Because that was really wild. 
Um, but yeah, but my mom was like, she's like, I've never felt so embarrassed. And she's like, ever since then, I've been very, very self-conscious about my potato salad. So thank you. I was like, I'm so sorry. And honestly, to this day, like I'll eat potato salad as like a leftover like the next day, but I never eat potato salad the day of. I don't know what it is, but it is never on my plate the day of now. <laughs> Kids are assholes. Like, could you imagine? <laughs> like okay. doing that as an adult, you nut. Like you fucking nutcase. Like, why are you wiping your tongue off? Like, that's a lot. Okay. Favorite Christmas song. Why was I not prepared for that question at all? As if that wasn't one that was going to come up. Do you have an answer? Mm-hmm. You want you me to go, go first then? I don't have a top three. I'm not going to fake. Damn, then we have to do top threes then. Yeah, I kind of have a top three. Because it's hard. But I have a one that definitely is number one. But there are, like, two that I was, like, I feel like I kind of should mention them because they should get okay, some time. So the first one is This Christmas. Hands down, one of my favorite Christmas songs. Donnie Hathaway version. But I do respect Chris Brown's version also. He did a pretty good job. This Christmas, as soon as they, somebody plays it, I'm like, yo, it's Christmas time. Like, that's, I don't know. It's just, and it feels good. Because some Christmas songs get real kind of, like, sad <laughs> sad feeling like mariah carey's like i think it's like silent night it's like yeah it sounds pretty but it's also kind of sad um the second song is actually i saw mommy kissing santa claus by the jackson five i don't know why that, that song why was that going to be in my top three because i freak out over that song, that song. kiss it kiss it and also the imagery of it being joe also takes it to the next level for me the imagery of it being joe fucking jackson is what really takes it over the edge for me the line in particular is if daddy had only seen (laughs) (laughs) the image of like joe picking around the corner as like mama was kissing santa claus is sends me every time and then what I also love about it is that, like, that song is all about this kid not minding his fucking business. Take your ass upstairs and go to bed. <laughs> I freak out over that shit. You That's so funny. Snitch. I literally put on my Christmas list, and I mean, my Christmas playlist. And as soon as I saw yeah. that one, I said, okay, well, that's going yeah, somewhere. That's definitely my second one. And the third one, no one's probably going to know except for, like, me. But okay. um, Christina Aguilera's version of Holy Night. Is, is that everything pretty, it's pretty good like because it's not like sad and she kind of spices and jazzes it up a little bit if you're into christina aguilera singing style because i recognize that everybody is because sometimes she'd be doing a lot of riffing and running and screaming but <laughs> comes with the territory it comes with territory but i do respect her holy night rendition and obviously everyone mariah carey is on everyone's tops that's why she's christmas now, well, queen. we like, won't even mention that one that's not it wasn't fair to mention any mariah songs in my opinion but yeah, this Christmas is number one for sure. And then I saw my kissing Santa Claus mm. and Oh Holy Night. Then I saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus, maybe number one for me, but I'll name my other two. Maybe number two would come in I Can Hardly Wait Till Christmas by the OJs. I fuck with that mm. so fucking heavy. Okay. Um, it, for me, it's like the back vocals. Zoom, zoom, mm-hmm. zoom, zoom. Yeah, that's the best part about groups <laughs> is when they can support each other. Yes. And so, and then my number three is going to be Let It Snow, Boys to Men. Like, they also can all, and with Brian as the feature, mm-hmm. I fucking love that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's all that for me. Respect. Okay. Okay, second to last question. 
pick a winter holiday trip location. Are you going to Aspen? Are you going to Switzerland? Or are you going to Iceland? Switzerland. I pick Switzerland too. Everyone picks yeah. Switzerland. I just, what is it about Switzerland? It's like, the happiest place on earth, just, theoretically, no? Just, I think it is one of the tops. Yeah, yeah so I'm saying, I'm trying to see what it's about. And I hear it, and it sounds fun. It sounds like fun to say, oh, I went to mm -hmm. Switzerland. Yeah, I was in the Swiss Alps or whatever. <laughs> it's very cute. You, it's, it'll yeah. be beautiful. Right. Aspen is cool, too, but, like, Aspen is, like, you know, it's domestic, so, like, maybe it's, like, I, I shouldn't say that. It's like, local I'm, Switzerland. I'm not trying to be Let me just go to Switzerland. Yeah. Yeah, but to, like, say, like, yeah, I went to the Swiss motherfucking Alps. Yeah. I'm that bitch. You know what I mean? Yeah. Although I do respect Iceland and their lagoons and shit. Okay. And then so. All right, y'all. We have one final question. Think about the answers to some of these questions. Maybe you want to ask your family some of these questions. What if you DM'd us the answer to some of your questions? I don't know. Right. We want to know. Talk to us. We have okay. nothing but time on our hands. <laughs> This is a which, true talking point question. Right. Which is... Name your top three Christmas movies. This is a very hot topic. People feel passionately about the movies they watch and they think they're superior. So this mm -hmm. is pretty big. I feel confidently I also, about my first two. My third one could be any movie. Yes. I feel the same exact way. The first two, I'm pretty fucking rock steady on. The third one could kind of be anybody's. But I do want to look up the best Christmas movies of all times, according to Rotten Tomatoes. Okay, thanks. Because I want to let you know what they were, because they were kind Nuts. of... I was like, I don't know if I've seen these. A like, lot of movies from like the 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s. Like movies yes, I have on here. And I'm like, all right. I know I said of all time, but. I mean, I mean, modern time. <laughs> of all 2000s. So the first one, I'm going to name, I'm just going to do the, the top three because that's what we're doing. The first one is It's a Wonderful Life, circa 1946. Okay. It got a 94% on Rotten Tomatoes. According to the critics, the holiday classic to define all holiday classics, It's a Wonderful Life is one of a handful of films worth an annual viewing. Um, don't ask me who's in it because I really don't know. Jane Stewart, Donna Reed, Lionel Barrymore, Thomas Mitchell? Huh? Definitely before my time. Oh, right. I'm like, did you see that? Because I didn't. No, I have not seen that one. Okay. The second one was... A Charlie Brown Christmas, circa 1965. And I don't think I saw that one either. I'm not into Charlie Brown like that. Wait, Charlie Brown Christmas is would probably be more in my top ten though. I because I love the intro song, Christmas time. Is here. <laughs> like that song, I love that over Charlie Brown. And there's some low-key jokes in there, so I actually fool with that very heavy. But it would not be in my top three. Okay. And number three is Miracle on 34th Street, circa 1947. Critic consensus. Irrefutable proof that gentle sentimentalism can be the chief ingredient in a wonderful film. Miracle on 34th Street delivers a warm holiday message without resorting 
to Triacle, T-R-E-A-C-L-E, Triacle, Triacle, DM us if you know what the fuck that word is. <laughs> I just want y'all to know that I was in AP English classes and I've done the SATs and the ACTs and I don't know what the fuck that word is. <sighs> I don't know that word either and I, so I have nothing to say about that word. <laughs> that was, those are the top three, okay? <laughs> what about, what was the highest like 90s or 2000s movie that they put on there? I knew it was going to be 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s. I knew it was that type of vibe. They, uh, I didn't see those. Okay. So if we're going to go into the 90s, the first 90s film that they put. We'll be right back after this short message from our sponsor. It's the seventh movie. And it's The Nightmare Before Christmas, circa 1993. Tim Burton's? Yep. Okay. Well, that's not would not be in my top three so <laughs> is that not more of a halloween movie that gives me halloween energy i thought hmm. but i guess but you know what maybe this is off because die hard is also on here i don't know if that's really a christmas movie i hate and that's the other thing if the movie is not centered around christmas if christmas is not the plot on the movie it's not a christmas movie to me right I'm like, just because it's Christmas time during the movie. Does not a Christmas movie make. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) So let's see somebody else's real quick before we get into ours. Okay. So according to Esquire, It's a Wonderful Life is still number one. Maybe I have to see the movie because everyone's- I'll watch it this season, y'all. I promise you I will. Apparently, the main character is on the verge of committing suicide and he's visited by an angel who shows him true- who shows him the true importance of his life. Well, bleak. That's number one? Also, is that, that a Christmas me, movie or is it one of those that just happens to be Christmas time? That gives me very um, Christmas Carol vibes. You know, when he's like past, past the future, it's like, ooh. It's like really bleak. Okay. The second one, oh shit. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Fuck My y'all. mother lives for that. <laughs> lives. For this movie or National Lampoon in general? Them in general, but this movie as well. <laughs> And number three was A Christmas Story. That was filmed in Cleveland. Oh. Shout out. Shout out. And number five was Home Alone. So, <laughs> number eight was Bad Santa. That movie Bad is Santa. very funny. That movie is pretty good. And then obviously number 10 is A Christmas Carol. So I think A Nightmare Before Christmas is Christmas because it is Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah, it is okay. Christmas. Oh, look. This is, this is what they said about it. It's a debate for the ages. Is The Nightmare Before Christmas a Halloween movie or a Christmas movie? <laughs> is it? For the sake of this conversation, we're going with Christmas. The Timber <laughs> Specialty is a magical They answered their word. own question. They said, we know that you're thinking it's a Halloween movie, and it probably is, but we're going to say it's Christmas. Because the skeleton is in a Santa costume. So, do you want to go first on who you're... At least do your top two, and then we'll debate on who we're going to get number three, since we both... I mean, we, since this is a discussion anyway, so... Right. So number one, I think number one is the same. Yeah, I mean number one. Let me preface number one by saying, mm-hmm. is the movie horrible? Yes. Is it over dramatized? <laughs> yes. Is the costume and makeup kind of scary? Yes. But do I love this movie more than anything in my life? Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> and it is Jim Carrey's The Grinch Who Stole Christmas. A phenomenal film. <sighs> if you are not able to laugh at the number of one-liners that this man drops in this movie and how many jokes just like 
go under the table like let's just talk about it i mean one of my favorites is the fact that the grinch got delivered on the day that the two women that are in a domestic partnership they're doing a key game to do swinger <laughs> stuff i mean if you don't find gold in that i don't know what you want to see in your christmas movie i mean it gave it gave me christmas it gave me it gave the classic you know oh i hate christmas ball humbug always has to be a scrooge a grinchy character something like that scroogey grinchy character that suddenly ends up loving a jack frost someone has to be there yes there's always a a cute little girl or woman (laughs) who's enticing everybody you know the, the child that has the you know the the illusion the christmas spirit the imagination there we go um who later then, becomes taylor momsen who was in gossip girl and like wore black smoky eyes daytime and was like doing <laughs> heavy <laughs> drugs and heavy rocking like wow the, every every nuance to this movie is priceless to me amazing um and then obviously because it was a adaptation dr seuss film the jokes are quite inappropriate and <laughs> like Technically, our shouldn't be in a kids' movie, but it is because it's for the adults. Clearly, was because I watched day. it for so many years, not paying attention to any of those, and never knew them. Not realizing because I also watched similarly, um, the Cat in the Hat, and I was like, these jokes are like inappropriate. I want to say they got in trouble for it. Like people were saying, like I don't think that this should be like the PG rating you you guys are giving it. So, but to, back to how Grinch stole Christmas, like the jokes are amazing. And the fact that this man is also like low-key depressed is hilarious to me. And the fact that Jim Carrey in real life started to go insane in that costume because it was made of yak hair and it was so hot in there. And like, he was losing it on set as well. Like you can tell he's <laughs> losing it in the movie. Like <laughs> He's such a method actor, to be honest. It so totally it's adds really up. Surprising. You can see that he lost himself in this role. <laughs> It's evident on screen. He literally became the greatest. <laughs> <laughs> apparently, he was like scaring people on set and stuff. Yeah, and doing all of the normal things. He yeah, apparently, like, wasn't he like an asshole on or something? The, like he was. Yeah. Wow. So to think that he was full Grinch off and on set is really giving it to me. And, and it showed, and that's why it's a fucking phenomenal film. Okay. It's really um, a one-man show featuring a couple other people. Pretty much pretty fucking much mayor um, mayhu sir is also a hysterical character love him fucking martha Huvia. <laughs> mm. <laughs> <laughs> i just want to read off his to-do list everyone because this is like one of the best obviously it's the most iconic scene really so uh, this is what he's put on his to-do list just to say so at 4 p.m he was going to wallow in self-pity at 4.30, he was going to stare into the abyss. At 5 o'clock, he was going to solve world hunger and then tell, tell nobody. nobody. <laughs> I love that one. <laughs> I'm going to solve it, but then I'm going to tell nobody. Oh, no 5.30, jazzercise. Yeah, I like the way he says 5.30, jazzercise. I love the way he says that. <laughs> like Rain Man. <laughs> <laughs> Live for that. 6.30, dinner with me. I can't cancel that again. <laughs> Because how many yeah. times and I get that, like, and I've said that to myself plenty of times. Yes, 
seven o'clock wrestle with my self-loathing i'm booked <laughs> i'm booked i simply i i simply i simply and i'm able to make it to this function that i am the center of because you know what <laughs> i have a dinner with myself it jazzercise that i clearly never do suddenly it's on my schedule <laughs> you know you're not gonna do jazzercise stop it but the i think the world hunger one was my favorite part tell no Solve one. world hunger and tell, tell nobody nobody and it was just like little intricacies that he would do like he would take onions and like rub them in his armpits like that was like his shower like that was his deodorant like he would just rub it and then like eat the onion um and you would see the spittle i'm like this man was like really acting like this was like this yeah he's home. spitting out Ugh. it was giving me heath ledger joker vibes yeah. like it's like giving it to me um i looked up some quotes just to see what was happening mm-hmm. one of uh, a great one we're black here um it's because i'm green isn't it <laughs> when they pass him in that car it's like no because it's just, you just destroyed christmas that's why i'm not gonna pick you up <laughs> it's because i'm green isn't it <laughs> yeah um when he's eating and he goes am i just eating because i'm bored <laughs> relatable blast this christmas music it's joyful and triumphant <laughs> <laughs> i also love when he breaks the fourth wall in that one scene when he says like kids these days they're so desensitized by like movies and television there's also one scene where he like what was he he gave them like knives or scissors and he was like run really fast (laughs) (laughs) yes um he and he made a he said one really funny line after that i know what you're talking about like double time let's go it's like something like double time let's go (laughs) (laughs) um when he's trying on his clothes and he snaps on a way where is that he goes stupid (gasps) ugly out of date this is ridiculous if I can't find something nice to wear, I'm not going. And then he goes to the mirror. He's like, ooh, ah. ah. <laughs> That's what I'm not going. <laughs> I'm not going. I love stupid, ugly. Out of date is the best. Out of date. But, but the elves were really terrible. One of them was like, like, like a jumper, like a, um, but like not like not even a jumper. It was like a, like a yodeler wear. <laughs> That's what he so... settled on going in. that was the best option i also love that line this is um when he gives her the car and he says generously provided by the taxpayers of whoville like Mm -hmm. they provided her the engagement car i loved that (laughs) um and i just think the whole the whole thing is just so funny to me that this really started because he wanted to give martha may Huvier, right Huvier. Huvier. Cuvier. Ooh, sorry, y'all. He wanted to give her like a gift, a Christmas gift, and but basically they told him that he needed to shave, so he shaves his beard because he had a beard because he's the Grinch. But he obviously fucks up, so he has like all these like <laughs> band aids and such. Jay is like hysterically laughing, but she put herself on mute, so. <laughs> so he has like all these like band-aids and shit on his fucking face because he tried to shave and he brings her the gift but he has <laughs> a paper bag on his head like, the whole scene was just iconic and the mayor the mayor says look at his hideous gift because <laughs> <laughs> what was it was like a it was like a christmas angel but like made out of like 
pasta strainers and like forks and spoons like silverware it was so funny right, like meanwhile while you're hey she just told me she went to blow me in the back while you over here talking so don't Stop do it. that <laughs> why are you over oh. here hating oh my gosh i love when he says oh, i hate christmas and he throws the treat and she goes the muscle she's like ooh, <laughs> <laughs> the muscle <laughs> And this is what we mean by when we say that this shit is like highly inappropriate. But amazing. And then so obviously, because all movies need a full, you know, full circle moment, the Grinch is like finally coming around to the idea of Christmas. He's giving gifts. He's like, okay, I'm, I think I'm liking this vibe. And the mayor decides to give him the gift of a Christmas shade. The gift <laughs> of a Christmas shade. And the way he turned it on and that noise, it instantly <laughs> set him back. <laughs> <laughs> and the Grinch blacks after that. Okay. Also, let's talk about at the actual event when they're shoving the fruitcake in the fudge in his mouth. He goes, is that all you got? Is that all you got? He was pissed. He hated that shit. But he, and when he went, I won, ha, 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 you're a loser to kids. <laughs> Literal children. <laughs> like, get yourself together. A truly immaculate fucking film. And it was directed by, let me see, who was the director on this? This is really good. Ron, Ron Howard. Howard. Mm-hmm. Um, side note, also just the idea of this all taking place, A, on a snowflake, and B. <laughs> <laughs> Most importantly. Most importantly. I don't know how this snowflake never dies, it never melts, it never precipitates, it never, de- like, you know, after precipitation, it never reincarnates in any way, shape, or form. Incredible. Secondly, their whole town is based around Christmas. So they wait. The day after Christmas for them is just 364 days before Christmas. Yes, and that brings up in the beginning when he's like, what was it? It was like a sale, but it was like 99% off or something. <laughs> <laughs> he was like for two minutes. For the next two minutes, it's gonna be a 99% off sale. I'm just like, what? And that's what the guy who goes, I won't let you go till you have a chapeau. And then he blows breath in his face. Uh, oh my gosh. <laughs> I, it was just honestly, like, if y'all haven't watched this film, like, you really, really need to. It's unhinged in the best way. The Jim Carrey one, because that shit was fire. The the cartoon character drawing was scarier to me than the Jim Carrey one, though. What's crazy is people, like, people that are older than us really ride with that cartoon one like it is everything. Really? absolutely i've heard it from quite a few people and it throws me off i guess if you yeah if this was like my second version of it if the first version was that 30 minute cartoon that came out that looked horrible maybe i would be shocked by this one as well but Mm. i like that it's crazy yeah it is off the rails but that's the point christmas movies are Mm. not ever supposed to be on the rails are they they're all insane. Those are the people that like milk on 34th Street or something. I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah, I like, like I, I need a little naughty to my films personally. It got in the 60 something range for Rotten Tomatoes. I had to look that up the other day, though. Really? Yeah. What? Do you people not know entertainment? I want to read some bad, like, off air. I want to really... go into a K hole and read really bad reviews of it. I do. Some people really don't like Jim Carrey. And I don't like him in everything. I just really like him in this movie. But this one. 
Okay, let's see. This is what you said about the Grinch suit. About two weeks in, I was having a lot of trouble with the Grinch suit. So they brought in a guy who actually teaches people how to handle torture. And he gave me a couple of tips. You just forget the pain. Sitting around in that suit was not too fun, but performing in it was amazing. I can be as uncomfortable as I want, but when someone says action, it's like going into another reality. Bruh. Somebody that had been in, like, the armed forces that taught him. That is scary. There's a, we have no other solution. We actually can't rebuild the suit in any way, shape, or form. It has to have this yak hair on it. So you're going to actually have to go through classes to learn how to cope with it. Whoa. The Grinch makeup artist checked into therapy after working with Jim Carrey. <laughs> so just to let you know that this makeup artist apparently is one of the movie's most renowned special effects makeup artists like in the movie world. He's worked for Men in Black, Hellboy, The Curious Case of Benjamin Bucket. But it's probably his time on Ron Howard's How the Grinch Still Christmas that he will never forget. He relived the nightmare that was the Grinch in a recent interview with Vulture. On set, Jim Carrey was really mean to everybody. And at the beginning of the production, they couldn't finish. After two weeks, we only could, after two weeks, we only could finish three days worth of shooting schedule because suddenly he would just disappear. And when he came back, everything was ripped apart. We couldn't shoot anything. Carrey was forced to undergo hours of makeup work makeup work every day to transform into the Grinch. Transformation covered him from head to toe in green fur and forced him to wear enlarged contact lenses that proved troublesome. The actor became annoyed at the lenses since they easily attracted the fake snow falling on snet. Ooh. Am I having a stroke? Falling on set. Whoa. In the makeup trailer, he just suddenly stands up and looks in the mirror, pointing at his chin and goes, this color is different from what you did yesterday. <laughs> I was using the same color I used yesterday. He says, fix it. And okay, you know, I fixed it. Every day was like that. Bruh. It takes the movie just that much higher up for me. Every detail. He put his motherfucking blood, sweat, and tears into that shit. Everybody who worked on that movie put their blood, sweat, and tears into that. What an animal. I didn't realize that. I didn't know that fun fact. I had. To, I don't remember when I read it, but it just really, I think that's when it took the movie to me. I was like, hold on, wait, whoa. He died for this role? Okay, I'm into that. Mm. Mm. Okay. Unfortunately, something just, something about that just makes the movie better. I don't know. <laughs> like I said, same thing with, like, Heath Ledger's Joker. Beyond. Just knowing that he really, really went hard. I mean, he did I mean, that one's a little darker because he actually perishes, but. And you know what? But the work shows, okay? Hey, you won't find a 60-something percent on Rotten Tomatoes on that film. I promise you that. The thing with that is, like, he was just a method actor, period. Like, because yeah. appa- and that I've just never wasn't the role to method act. And did you um, know this fact that Jack Nicholson had spoken to him before, I guess he, like, asked he him about him. doing the role? He yeah, him. He said, be careful. It gets to you. I was like, oh, shit. Do we all And then for the- you to still go through with it, it's just like, whatever. Do we all have, like, a Joker inside of us? Is that the thing? Why does no one ever talk about the fact that he was with Mary-Kate Olsen, like, right before he passed <laughs> You're away? You're never gonna let this go! <laughs> no, I will not. Because they were doing heroin together and he died. Like, yeah, I would like to know details, allegedly. Bleak. Leaving I mean, his fucking doppelganger of a daughter behind. Sick. I mean... <sighs> but, yeah, so that's... Number one. 
by a landslide, you people. Wow. Such an enjoyable film. And it's family friendly. Everyone gets joy out of it. The old heads can get into it. The kids love it. Everyone in between. <laughs> yeah, all I say, great film. You should watch it. Because my number two, you low-key have to be older to like, I feel. Okay, what's your number two? My number two is This Christmas. This Christmas. By your side is blazing bright. Oh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> Do it, Chris! <laughs> that was my number three. I really do like, I really do like This Christmas. Can we um, just ramble remember- about the movie just for a short minute? Yeah, of course. I remember going to the movie theater to see it. Like, that's how invested oh, I was. Oh, I definitely did. I remember it was at an age where it was, like, a big deal to be going by yourself. You know what I mean? It's like, mm-hmm. I'm this movie by myself and my friends. Like, it's this Christmas. I have to see this, like, live. We're caroling. Also, oh, was this movie not released the same year that they were in Stump the Yard together as well? And by they, I mean Columbus and Chris. And by Chris, I mean Chris Brown. And by Columbus, I mean Columbus Short. Oh, fuck you for doing that whole thing first of all <laughs> I didn't see- mean to but I realized I may be speaking too specifically I have to <laughs> okay so that came out it was released in 2007 let me see Stomp Yard because I'm obsessed with them playing brothers in two films and they are so not brotherly to me but it's very I love it they probably hate each other yeah so Stomp Yard came out was it literally the same year 2007 and this Christmas <laughs> came out that's so November crazy. 2007 yeah they were on set together that entire year. Right. I mean, Chris had a much bigger and better role in this Christmas. Thank God. But yeah. First of all, he wasn't in Stump the Yard. Me t- saying that he was in that movie was generous. <laughs> um, secondly, the fact that in those like kind of kid, weird candid moments they put in when they're doing the Soul Train line, mm-hmm. he and Chris are always next to each other and they even do some joint dances sometimes so that leads me to believe they were brothers they probably like to dance a lot you know how those people are <laughs> <laughs> what also makes it dark though is that they're both like I wasn't going to bring it up but Columbus and Christopher have fallen from grace in <laughs> they ways. both have really dark pasts let's just say <sighs> involving women actually Everything. Involving life, like, but more particularly <laughs> women. Um, women especially. Yeah. And guys, listen so here. Weird. I don't know if you've ever heard this in any past episode, but in my top three celebrities, unfortunately, Chris Brown would be in it, if not number one. Guys, just know that I know all of his bad traits and everything wrong he's ever done, that he's mm. ever done. And I not only understand it, but I am able to accept it because it's hideous and he's a real hard person. We all have hideous parts of us. We just see his on display for some reason. I don't know why no other celebrity gets caught up the way he quite does it. Every fact about him. Because himself. he refuses to stop. <laughs> He's relentless in and of himself, but I would also kind of be a little unhinged if how come everything that happens to me gets put out, but everyone else gets to live their secret life. Like, fuck you. My entire life is out here. Are you kidding me? Down to they know what drugs okay. I like. So when he followed Karuchi to the club and like approached her, that infamous picture of him walking up on her on the sidewalk, that was okay drake hasn't had scary moments like that and not gotten caught are you playing with me and so when he decided to yell out her name in the middle of a song again i embrace him because of how ugly he's willing to be for all of us (laughs) (laughs) it is truly incredible to me his art to me is like oh my god he gives me like countess de la vibes in terms of like 
the arc is just so insane and i don't know what else to say but i'm so glad you let me watch this unfold because it's really interesting because they're also both tourists yeah exactly that's very interesting but hmm. whoa the way things unfolded didn't he throw a bitch down some steps too like i don't know i mean listen, heard, i'm not gonna debate with you i know that's i've he's heard be alive. quite a few yeah but i'd like to say just just as an overall announcement you all your favorite celebrity is a horrible person and just know that most likely yes more than likely so just know that yeah. and i know it and i move on we're caroling through the um who has your favorite storyline oh that one's tough Hmm. i don't know if i thought about it that way who's your favorite to me there's one clear winner columbus short his storyline is actually the most (laughs) and as a child i don't remember clocking his story i was so impressed about what chris had going on which he doesn't (laughs) that's what i'm saying that's i don't feel like i've ever looked at it because when i went to go see the movie i was heavily still like in my i love christopher Maurice Brown face so I was just like yeah and then I watched it as an adult and I was really A the fact that he went AWOL to come home for this last Christmas <laughs> secondly that he has a wife in hiding third that she's white <laughs> fourth that he pulls a gun out on a guy at the club the gun that belongs to the service because some guy hollers at said woman right Five, he has her staying in a hotel instead of letting her meet his family. <laughs> <laughs> it just felt very parallel to his real life, just chaotic. And six, that she was pregnant. Mm. All of those, his story by a landslide was off yeah. the rails. He kind of pushed remember... the plot forward. Like his events kind of made the event move forward. Cause like they went to the club because he had to see his girl and like I mean, they obviously all that weird stuff start happening because he went to jail. So, Mm -hmm. and it also has every black trope you can imagine. Uh Everything that's stereotypical black and also kind of happens in real life is in that movie. So it's also relatable. I just have a really vivid memory of Regina King beating her husband's ass on the bathroom floor. In a better way than a Tyler Perry's and Medea's family reunion. You know what I mean? Yeah, listen. Listen here, y'all. We're, we're not fans of Tyler Perry. I know for some people that's going to be a big and bold statement. At one point in my life, I didn't know. I had to be awoken. I wasn't born not knowing Tyler mm-hmm. Perry. Mm-hmm. I had no idea. And it's somewhere, I don't, it's somewhere along the line, I, I realize that there's something particularly heinous about his movies. And I think what really solidified it, because I had an inkling beforehand, I think for Colored Girls really solidified that for me. I think that was when I was absolutely over it with Tyler Perry. Tyler just has some films that I'm uncomfortable with in so many ways. And I'd like to shout Stephanie out from Mocha Minutes because she has articulated this herself quite elegantly, more than we are, at length on her podcast. She goes very hard against him, which I really much, I very much appreciate. Um, But so if you want to hear a more eloquent version, go listen to her. But listen, the long and short of it is 
this guy, <laughs> get him out of here. I don't want him representing <laughs> me and my people no more. No. Not having it. He's like, he shows the side of blackness that I feel like. It's coonery. Sorry if that has to be bleeped. It, no, like, it won't that, be. no, but that like, beyond it, but, like he shows the side of blackness that like, I feel like racists see. Or racists like want to see. Like, you know, they want to see that like minstrel show. And like, that's not our reality. That like, is not the black experience whatsoever. And it's very concerning. Story of his, a woman has to go through so much. And it's only a woman, really. She has to go through so much pain and strife and embarrassment and anger. I know several black people whose lives are not like that. Listen, Tyler Perry Studios, if you're listening. Yeah, listen up here, fucking Tyler Perry. I'm actually, I might just fucking at you so you do see this message. I'll say one thing first, give you credit where credit is due. Thank you for hiring our people and keeping them hired with a check, no matter how small, no matter how big. You do give checks to our people, and I will say that. But what I will say is in the process of that, you were selling your fucking soul by doing the nasty-ass shit you do in the in the inappropriate behavior I'm witnessing for you and the people you call characters in your movies and or sitcoms. For Colored Girls had one of the best ensemble casts and the most trash plotline. And the fact that it was supposed to be this impactful film. Really? I feel like it was like the when man they made throwing cats. his kids out the fucking window? That's what I'm saying. It's like when really? they made Cats and everyone thought they were making a really good film and then it was too late when they realized it wasn't what they <laughs> thought it was. How does that happen? How do you really sit there and think like, I'm, about to, I'm making waves, bro. I'm making the best film out here right we're now. We're talking Oscar buzz when I'm making this. <laughs> and then it just gets trashed. Upsetting. Uh, well, that was a major minor deviation but major minor deviation to say that this christmas is my second favorite christmas movie <laughs> and i can and, and I, I, say, I and i again that's also a pretty much everyone can laugh at it except if you're younger it'll, it'll be a little harder to connect with them but even when mm. i was younger i still liked it i didn't give a fuck so like i said that that one i have put on my third one just for the fact that like you know i was not only alive when it came out, but also, like, old enough to, like, go and see it and understand what was going on. Because, you know, like, a lot of these movies, like we were saying earlier, are, like, a little bit older. Um, so, or we were, like, super young when it came out, which leads me to my second, which is my second favorite. And that is The Santa Claus with Tim Allen, in which he turns into Santa Claus. I was thinking that I wanted to put them as my, but either that or Elf was going to be my third. Mm, mm-hmm. So that's Elf was funny close that too. you said that. Yeah. So the Santa Claus was my number two. I rewatched it today, actually, because I told you, I was texting you earlier about the Disney Plus app. Apparently the Disney Plus app has like this feature where it's like basically screen sharing, but I don't know why it feels cooler. But basically like you can, you and like a family member can watch the same movie together like, like on your separate devices so it's kind of like a you know social distancing thing but you can also kind of like react while y'all are watching a movie they have like emojis on the side you can like send emojis like oh my god like laughing at this particular scene or whatever 
And I was like, oh, that's cute. Um, yeah, I do love that. So my mom and I were watching it because my dad was watching, you know, the Sunday night football on the, the big screen TV. So we have to, you know, shock ourselves to the side couch. And um, I was like, wow, I almost forgot like how fucking hysterical this movie kind of was. Like, it Loki was really funny. Like, Tim Allen, like. Yeah, he did that. <laughs> It also is one of those movies where all the parts are pretty good. Like, it doesn't get too... It gets cheesy, but not too bad. It's not too cheesy. It's, like, Christmas movie cheesy to me, but not, like... Exceptional. Yeah, you know what I mean? It was, like, an hour and a half, perfect amount of time. I'm in and out. I don't gotta be here too long. And, like, the premise. The sun and the whole family storyline, it's all real. Right. (laughs) The blended family storyline... I love the fact that again, once again, we were saying that earlier, it's like that that clip, you know, that classic trope, the the Grinch type or the I hate Christmas or like I don't care about Christmas, and then suddenly you care about Christmas type because of thing. Because you have to, because it's your because whole being. Because you have to, because you essentially killed Santa Claus, and now you need to be Santa Claus. That really puts you on the spot, huh? Really puts things in perspective. Right, and like a classic Disney film, somebody has to die. <laughs> so I guess old santa died question mark we it never got clarity fell, on like where he, he fell went. off the roof and then disappeared but like was he dead we never found out but they never give us the satisfaction of knowing <laughs> but yeah so i feel like that was like my number two because i thought that that one was like pretty funny so to sum up my three number one Jim Carrey's How the Grinch Stole Christmas, number two, The Santa Claus with Tim Allen, and number three, This Christmas with Chris Brown, Columbus Shore, Regina King, Lauren London, Idris Elba, like, so many people. Right, isn't it? Um, of course she's playing somebody's mama, always. <laughs> My dear, wasn't her name? <laughs> My dear. And um, Lauren London, of course. That's when right. she was so cool, and I was like, I want to be here. I still kind of do. Well, um, I mean... But yeah, <laughs> but yeah. still, right? Um, we all know why we're saying, eh, but yeah, but still. So she, um, so she brought an element to it. I mean, everyone again, star study cast there. Mm-hmm. Amazing mm-hmm. black film, and then number three, just because you said Santa Claus, I'll say Elf, and okay. Elf because a classic. I mean, the whole premise of him <laughs> being human and him not knowing up until that point where he hears them talking about him saying like he's shitty at being an elf who's gonna tell him he's a human yeah he literally passes out he had no idea <laughs> it never added up to him he could never be a human he, it was sad to be a human and it was funny because i'm like yeah it is sad to be a human sometimes would you is. rather be an elf i'd rather be a magical elf <laughs> i'd rather be a magical elf. he said he's a cotton-headed mini muggins or something like that oh yeah so yeah, so it's just funny, and the dad, of course, like you said, the the trope, the dad hates Christmas, and the son comes, and he brings up the mom's name, and he was like, whoa, <laughs> what do you know about her? Right. And then, of course, blended family, because now you have the son with the rest of development, who's <laughs> 30, 40-something, and I thought you was calling you daddy um, from, a, from a woman you love many years ago. Right. It's just funny. He falls in love with that lady when he's working at Macy's or whatever department store he was working at. Right. I just amazing. It's silly. I, I actually kind of want to go over the budgets. Is that weird? I'm gonna go over the budgets. Let's talk. So about for it. this Christmas, since I have this one pulled up, 
the budget was 13 million and it made 49.8 million. That's bad. Not too bad. Is that double? That's an amazing ROI. That's more than double, no? Right. It's more than double, right? The Grinch is going to be expensive as fuck. Yeah, yeah. They definitely give this man a lot of money to make it. But let's see how much it grows. Because people like to say it's like terrible, but like I also feel like people saw it. Okay, so the budget for that one was $123 million. Yeah. And the box office return was $345.4 million. So three. High risk, high reward, I would say. So it made $222 million. Like I said, high risk, high reward. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Okay. L. Oh, wow. How much did Will make for that movie? Because once it started hitting those milestones and you get those bonuses, he could have retired. He? Oh. Whoa. Because what we say <laughs> about the Grinch, that, bro, like, that, that profit was 220 million. This one brought in 223. That's actually crazy. Okay. And then they the last spent one, like three times that on the Grinch. Right. Shit. So like the, the ROI on that one wasn't as much as this one. Mm-mm. Whoa. Wow. And for the Santa Claus, the budget was 22 million and it brought in 190.5 million. Respectable. Probably number two. Yeah, and that was back in 94, so that's a pretty good amount of money. That's the other thing, inflation. Mm-hmm. Um, right, because let me see if Elf came out after. I think it came out after, right? The Grinch. So the Santa Claus is 94. Elf, yeah, it was after. So Santa Claus was first at 1994. Then um, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, 2000. Elf was 2003, and then This Christmas was 2007. Did the other ones have spinoffs, though? Because the obvious, the Santa Claus had spinoffs. I'm definitely sick there's no This Christmas, too, for sure. <laughs> there was space for that. I think all of those people could have been free to do another This movie. Christmas again. <laughs> this Christmas one last time. <laughs> We're top here. Right, right, right. So let's put that in the air. Chris, this is the this is the way to redeem yourself, bro. You need to come up with another Christmas movie. You need to tap into that young, naive before the drugs, Chris, and get back into that character. And just for funsies to wrap it up, I'm curious, are there any Christmas movies that you absolutely hate? Like you cannot stand or you won't watch? You know what? There is. And it's any of those fucking claymation ones. Like the Rudolph the Rendell's Reindeer, Frosty Snowman ones. I fucking hate those with a passion. You all, I love those movies. They're disgusting. (laughs) It's also like The Grinch. Like, let me give a caveat. It's disgusting. It's horrible. It's out of date, as The Grinch would say himself. And I will watch it and be into it. I hate them so much. The way they move makes me so uncomfortable. A movie that I've kind of grown to not like is The Polar Express. Something about it is very dark <laughs> and creepy to me. I never watched The Polar Express. Let me preface this by saying that I'm not like into Christmas movies the way like 
even Jay or like my mom is. My mom is like more so into like the Hallmark Christmas. Jay is more into like I I feel like you're more into like more mainstream Christmas movies, but I know I don't quite really a few Hallmark Christmas. lovers in my life. They put my Christmas love in a shame. I thought I like Christmas. I'm like, shit. Hallmark <laughs> movies are when you were like, I'm tapped out of all every other movie and I need something else, a quick fix. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I've never felt like I need this quick fix. Because Christmas movies to me just all have like that like same, you know, trope kind of, so to speak, or like they're corny to me. So I just like don't like particularly care to watch. Even though I do like Christmas season. Yeah, that's the only thing I can't watch is the Polar Express is not my favorite thing to watch. But other yeah, than that... I never watched that one either. What was that about, even? A train? <laughs> a kid gets on a train. He has, like, you know, no Christmas spirit. He's broke. He lives with his family. And then the Polar Express comes by. He gets on. And then... But it was this really scary thing. The, the animation on that was also weird. Um, it wasn't quite like the claymation stop motion, but it was something with like the people wear like the real bulbs and so they do the real actions, but then they turn it into animation. So they also move really mm. scary. Mm. Mm-hmm. And something about your, t- you need to have your ticket and then all the animations are mean to him. No one's like really a positive person on the movie. Even the positive person, it's kind of scary. So. There's really mm. no redeeming qualities, no one you're rooting for. Even the little boy is annoying. Who are sub- who's the main <laughs> character? And the I whole movie is shot that. in like the middle of the night, so it's super dark. Also, like lit wise. I mean light wise. So it's You're describing it in a very good way to make someone not want to watch it. <laughs> that makes it yeah. good. <laughs> and for many a time I've watched it a couple Christmases without knowing that and then one Christmas I watched it, it all hit me, and I was like, and I can't turned, watch this. Yeah, and it turned dark for you. Yeah, I was like, I'm going to watch dark. this. It's I really just scary. never, it never appeals to me, and now I don't think I'll ever need to watch it, because that sounds like that's not about no. it. Just for anybody um, curious, the budget I did watch was- Jingle Jangle with, it's also a star-studded black cast that's on Netflix, and it came out this year. To see Forrest Whitaker in a character that's not, like, very serious and trying to win an Oscar is interesting and different. So I like seeing him in some musical number on Netflix. Um, that came out recently. And then, I don't know, Christmas Chronicles was kind of weird. I don't know. These new movies are kind of odd, I guess. I don't know. But yeah. Yeah, I feel like the claymation was the only one's kind of mine. I can't think of, like, another one that specifically, like, that I hate. Like I said, I'm not really into a Christmas Carol like movies especially the yeah. older ones like ugh. yeah only because i read the book and because i don't think it's i, I mean it's kind of a positive story at the end of the day but it was also very creepy <laughs> i'm just like yeah it's not the best movie, movie. The, the, the you know just the premise i don't watch that every year things. i watched it once and then i didn't have to watch it again <laughs> like damn charles dickens this is sad so everyone that was our holiday get to know us special what a bonanza it was what a bonanza hopefully like i don't know hopefully these questions kind of give you an insight into like who we are at least our christmas personalities i guess next time you won't be hearing us talking about this so next time buckle up (laughs) going back to bravo content (laughs) right next time buckle up bitches be back in it back to bravo you already know. I think we're covering what? Potomac? 
in Atlanta? Mm-hmm. Potomac and Atlanta would have guessed. Ooh. Ooh. So, <laughs> our first return guest. Guess who it is? Guess who it is? You'll, you won't know. Till then. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so check in with you next time then. All right. Bye, guys. Bye.